discuss the issues and opportunities facing marketing, media and advertising with industry thought leaders and practitioners. Today I'm sitting down with Diane Primo, the CEO of Purpose Brand Agency, an award-winning Chicago-based public relations branding and digital marketing firm. Now Diane's focus on impact marketing stems from the belief that brands must be relevant purpose-driven and committed to consumers to be successful today because consumers uh, have a demand for meaning, transparency and authenticity that's changed the nature of and raised the stakes in all communications. Welcome, Diane. Oh, thank you. Hi, Darren. Nice to be here. Nice to talk to everyone today. Diane, the reason I was so uh, keen, so interested in having this conversation was this concept of transparency and authenticity in communications because we see a lot of discussion about this but not necessarily always action or execution in this area. Mm-hmm. What, you know, especially you know, in, in the, what do they call it, the post-truth world that we live in? Oh, yes, totally. Mm. Do you mm. think that's part of what's driving consumers' demand for, for transparency and authenticity? In truth, I think there's always been a post-truth world. I think that everyone has always wanted to hear the truth. I can't imagine that someone would say or a consumer would say, oh, don't tell me the truth. I just think that um, technology has enabled it and has, and has really driven a demand for it. So this idea of having this mobile you know, platform in my hand, this mobile mac- microphone in my hand, has connected people in an unusual way where they can discover the truth on their own. And as a result of discovering the truth, they're more than willing to out people who are not telling the truth. So in that sense, it's been there. Technology has enabled it. And as it relates to that, this idea of, you know, tell me the truth, be transparent, be authentic, um, has become a part of it, a real part of it, and a demand. And so it really means that no company can escape that, um, which is fascinating. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Because for at, at least 50 years, Companies and brands have been able to use paid advertising to oh, pretty yes. much put their message out there in the way they want without really being challenged. And that's, as you say, has fundamentally changed because of oh, yeah. social media and technology, hasn't it? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. There's been a real shift um, in power, right? It, it's gone from the brands who were able to push messages out to them and under the guise of pull strategy, push messages out to them. Um, to one where the consumer is absolutely in control now. And any brand who doesn't believe that, I think, is sadly mistaken. So from a, a marketing standpoint, we have to really recognize that, recognize that. And so what we're really looking for is them to engage with them, with us, with them, for them to embrace us as we market and do it because we really are relevant you know, this idea of relevancy has never been more important. You can achieve relevancy in several ways, right? Relevancy might be connected to how much I'm used. Relevancy might be 
connected to, um, you know, what my real passions are as a consumer, what I really care about. And are you really connecting into that? Do you really understand what I care about? And are you honoring that in the marketplace? So the world has become far more complex for, uh, for us because when you look at, look at how many individuals there are in the U.S., right? And if they're all, if they all have the power, then um, they're going to come at you at every which way. But it also means, bottom line, that anything you say um, and how you say it, you have to really be thoughtful of that because they will come back and have something to say uh, about it. So navigating this communication world has really become um, different and unique for marketers. And it's interesting um, that this is also driven and perhaps because of relevancy, this need for organisations to really articulate the purpose, you know, to answer oh, yeah. that question, why do you exist? And probably more important, why do you exist in my life? Exactly, right? And it better not be for just the dollar, right? We understand that companies want to make dollars, but we want them to be doing something more than just kind of pushing the green and that literally pushing the green, right? And so consumers... Um, uh, have really evolved their expectations about around what they expect a business to do and what they expect a business to be stewards of, and literally stewards of. And if you step back and look at that, they're almost requiring you to be stewards of culture. And, I, you know, culture is a word that's thrown around a lot. But if you start unbundling it and what it really means and looking at what they care about from a cultural standpoint... What you see is you see that they care more about um, our ability to give back, sustainability, um, uh, social justice than they do around technology, um, fashion, professional sports brands. Um, and for me, that video games, they care more about it than video games, right? That to me is really amazing. That's a major shift in in consumer thought and consumer behavior as well than what we had 10 years ago or 20 years ago, right? Um, clearly, the younger generation is driving it, but it's becoming really um, required by all generations because the younger generation is, is very tightly connected to the older generation now. And so they're influencers of that. What, you know, what do we want? What do we want to see happen? How happy are we about the changes? And, and from a parent standpoint, you're like, oh, I want my kids to live in a better world. So what they are supporting, we're embracing because we see the future and the future does not look as rosy as it did 30 years ago. So it's interesting you bring up generational connection because, you know, it was the baby boomers that gave us the 80s when greed was good. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and also the ones at the moment that are driving, you know, the, the wealth acquisition for their retirement. Oh, uh, yeah. And, and these are, the, you know, to go to your point about pushing green. Oh, uh, yeah. This is, so, so it is a generation that, you know, is, is had a major impact for the last 50 years. But it's interesting how now the millennials even and, and Gen X and the next generation are really redefining what's important, aren't they? Oh, they are. And I think part of it is you, you mentioned the baby boomers. What happened to the baby boomers? They had children, lots of them, right? So so um, they had children and they they sort of coddled those children and they, they um, uh, really helped them grow 
and, you know, mentally grow. And in our generation, that baby boomer generation was about helping their kids, you know, look at the world, you know, differently, expanding their view. And as a result, those kids have leaned in and they understand what's going on in one country versus the next. They have leaned in to social justice. This is wrong. This is right. They are the, the you know, millennials are the, the most multicultural generation there was in, in, in you know, uh, decades um, and the most diverse generation we've ever had. So what we're seeing is we're seeing this sort of, you know, convergence of caring, of passion, of concern about the world and um, everyone's future. You know, parents are concerned about their kids' future. Kids are concerned about, you know, their future. And they're not willing to, you know, stand aside and let, and let it happen on its own. They really do want to have some involvement. They want people to lean into it. They want companies to be more responsible. They want them to stand up and um, do what's right. Um, so, and those are also the people who are walking into a company's office right now too, and they're working there, <laughs> Darren. <laughs> exactly. They, they, they'll be your boss tomorrow. <laughs> exactly. The uh, they will be that, your boss tomorrow. <laughs> Diane, the thing is though that, you know, and a lot of the issues that you raised before, you know, um, around uh, uh, Black Lives Matter, diversity, oh, yeah. Yeah, um, uh, the environment, there's still an incredible amount of diversiveness. There's a lot of yeah, totally. opposition and, and a lot of these issues are being manipulated to them and us. Right, exactly. I can imagine if you're playing only in that area and doing it to be relevant to your market becomes very dangerous because you could end up looking like you're blowing in the wind. How does an organisation really get to what are the issues that are important and what are the ones that we should be supporting and how should we be supporting them? Because I think, you know, to your point about consumers want authenticity, the last thing they want is brands that are just jumping in and sort of oh, yeah. jumping on a bandwagon, don't they? Mm -hmm. I think I, I totally agree with that. The first thing I would say for a company is look at your employees, right? Um, they are your... Um, spokespeople for purpose, but they also help you put purpose into action. So you can judge a lot by understanding, um, you know, what your employees want, um, what their passions are, and what they value, right? You need as a company to make sure you align uh, with their values. In turn, you need to also look at what your clients' values are and um, how they feel and, and what they think um, as well. And there needs to be this incredible alignment that happens between a company and um, their employees and their other stakeholders. Now, what's interesting about all of this is if you look at, a, at an employee as an owned asset, as opposed to someone's on loan to you, because they are on loan, right? Um, your, your point of view is much different. They really are the public. They represent the public. And as a result, if you if your values are misaligned with theirs, now they will activate, they'll walk out on you. Google's had walkouts, you know, let's name yeah. Amazon has had walkouts, you know. They've almost closed businesses down. They'll boycott on you, right? So it is a very interesting world and it is very, very divisive. But my advice is understand your purpose, understand what your values are, and then stay aligned with that. 
Um, and, the, you know, you've got people like um, Chick-fil-A that's very right wing, right? They stay aligned with their values, so right wing values. You know, they say and people still shop there, but they are they are on point for those values. And then you have others that believe in other things. I mean, look at the, the companies that came out during Roe versus Wade. And many of those that you would say, OK, Ben and Jerry's, no surprise, they're activists at their heart. Unilever came out um, during this time. I think Levi Strauss came out, right? All behind gun violence, et cetera. OKCupid, okay, really in the, the, the forefront at this point. You know, kudos to OKCupid. Okay, if you look at what they're doing in terms of the diversity they're showing and you know how they're showing it, how they're understanding LGBTQ um, uh, plus uh, rights. I mean, really amazing what's going on right now. Um, uh, you know, just kind of, you know, hats off, you know, kudos off to them that they stepped out and said, I'm going to step out here, right, and, and do this. So I'm saying first, stay aligned with your values. The second thing that you need to look at, look at is that, is this a fundamental right, right? Are you going to, are you not going to speak up for fundamental rights? Um, what might that be? The whole voting issue that was throughout America that was big, right? Can any company really stand, afford to sit back? and not support voting equally everywhere with no constraints. I mean, honestly, who's going to sit back and do that? Now, I know companies did, but they're like, whoa, do I get out around this? And then they got smacked, right? Yeah. Like literally smacked by, by the population you know, around them where they eventually had to speak out. So my advice is don't clench, look and say, does this align with my values? That's number one. Number two, the second litmus test is, is this a fundamental right? If it's a fundamental right, why wouldn't you speak up, speak out up on it? Absolutely. Right? What I love about that, Diane, and was the starting point, which is align with your employees. Because if you've got a really good HR recruitment process, you'll be attracting people that instinctively are aligned to the values that the company represents. Absolutely. Because that's, you know, people are attracted to working for organisations. They have choice, you know, and they, they, and they choice. choose to work for places that they feel, yeah. you know, they want to be proud when they're at a barbecue on the weekend oh, and yeah. someone says, where are you working? Well, I'm working for such and such. And, you know, they want to feel proud of that. Mm -hmm. I, I know because uh, we've done, you know, in the past work with uh, tobacco companies. Oh, yeah. And, and, you know, they feel like second-class citizens. Oh, they do. That, that when they're social, you know, one, one woman said to me when I'm at a dinner party and people ask me what I do, I say marketing, and then they say, oh, what do you market? <laughs> and covers her mouth and sort of mumbles into a red wine hoping that they'll move on to the next person. So, yeah, this is so, such a powerful thing. I then, the second part is the... The clients, because you attract clients, yeah. not just based on price. You know, this idea that everything's rational. We know human beings aren't rational. Mm -hmm. We're emotional. And so yeah, I love absolutely. that as a starting point of working out if you don't, if you can't articulate what mm -hmm. you stand for, ask your employees and ask your clients or your, your oh. yeah, they'll tell absolutely. you. Absolutely. And they will tell you. And they'll also tell you something else. They'll tell you what you're best at, you know, because... The trick about purpose is to understand what you are best at and better than anyone else at. And if you understand that, 
then you can harness that superpower because it is a superpower and use it to do good in the world. Right. And so, um, you know, a, a great example of this, and I love to use BlackRock because BlackRock is, you know, to me, classic, you know, you know, elitist trillions of dollars in assets under management super well. Right. But they figured out, you know what I'm really good at? I'm really good at, you know, finance. And so my purpose is to really um, uh, improve the financial well-being of others. Now, what they did with that was miraculous because they leaned in much harder and much more aggressively into purpose, okay, um, in like 2019, where the uh, CEO wrote a letter to all of their clients and said, this is real and it's meaningful from a long-term financial standpoint. That was a big wake-up call in the industry, right? Then I think the last year, they've really leaned into ESG, which is Environmental, Social, and, and Governance Programs. But they've leaned into it in a huge sort of impactful way where they're holding boards um, and CEOs uh, responsible. And they are in their own way activating companies to uh, participate and actually driving value. And so you look at that and you think about that, you're like, wow, that is really something that is huge that's happened in the marketplace. And look, that you just uh, reminded me because so often you see these ridiculous dichotomy arguments of, well, it has to be purpose rather than profit or it has to be profit first rather than purpose. Oh, yeah. The fact is that the two go hand in hand. I think I just uh, I saw um, uh, from uh, P&G, the, the head mm -hmm. brand, what's his name? Mark, Mark Pritchard. Pritchard. So yeah, well, you have to you have to be profitable to do good, yeah, to go, do Absolutely. good in business, right? Yeah. And that, right. of course, that yeah. makes sense. But yeah, it, it also reframed all of those ridiculous arguments that you have to put profit first to do good. The two actually go hand in hand. They it's go not, hand in hand. It's not yeah. well. Let's do really bad things because they're hugely oh, yeah. profitable yeah. now, yeah. so that we can do good later. It's actually build the two. And I think your example with um, BlackRock proves that. Oh, yeah. And, you know, what's really interesting about this is I actually do feel uh, they get it, right? And you just think about it for, for, for a second. Um, if you go against culture, go against social justice, you go against, you know, health rights, etc., what happens is um, disruption, uncertainty, we saw that during COVID. We saw that during um, the Black Lives, uh, uh, George Floyd uh, period, yeah. like yeah. boycotts, people crashing um, windows. We see it during wartime, right? Yeah. Think about it, right? It, 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 it creates economic chaos, so to speak. That's not good for business, right? Yeah. So what we're talking about is we're talking about long-term sustainability, and that's what um, enables... Um, long-term returns from a financial standpoint. Very, 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 very um, uh, important. I think you hit the nail, you know, on the head, so to speak. Yeah. And the other thing that I've noticed is that organisations that have purpose at the core, and I mean this as a business uh, uh, strategy, um, then often the transition into marketing 
can either be smooth or it can be bumpy. And I mm. wonder if sometimes marketers struggle with understanding the role of purpose in actually marketing and positioning and selling their product in the marketplace. Do you, do you see that same sort of conundrum arising occasionally? I, I think you're right, right? Um, and this is this is why I believe that either a company is truly purpose-driven at their core, which means that uh, they have taken it from an executional standpoint, they figured out how to operationalize it, right? And I, you, you know this, Darren, um, but for the audience out there, I wrote a book called um, uh, Adapt, uh, Scaling Purpose in a Divisive World. And in that, I laid out a, a framework that I had gleaned from uh, talking to like, you know, 15 leaders, Fortune 500 leaders and other people I had worked with. But ADAPT actually stands for something. A is for assessment, D is for the definition phase, A is for amplification, P is for performance, and T is for transcendence. But what that is, it's a framework for what you actually do when you go through and you execute purpose within your organization. There's always assessments phase. You're always reflecting. You're kind of researching. Here, let me just kind of think about what my employees are thinking about. Let me look at my stakeholders, et cetera. And let me kind of look at me and who I am, okay? Then you're ready to define that purpose. But definition is not about the statement. It's about how do I create an organization that has the operational discipline to implement that? And unless they are clear on that, the marketing people will be unclear, right? Mm -hmm. And there are two things that go on in, in marketing with regard to this. If you've got a company that has great clarity around purpose, like the Unilevers of the world or the P&Gs of the world, right? Um, or the Black Rocks of the world or the Patagonias of the world. Um, if they have great clarity, the marketing people have great clarity. And in fact, they probably have, have put forth a framework around how do I take purpose and apply it to a brand, okay? And how do I take that, that framework and apply it to how I position my brand in the marketplace, right? Great examples of this are um, Dove. Think about that. You know, regardless of what I look like, it's confidence in my brand, right? Natural beauty. Always another great example of that goes beyond that confidence anywhere. Patagonia, I'm going to save the planet. I love theirs, right? And I'm going to do advertising advertisements during Black Friday. This is my favorite. Like, don't buy this jacket. Like, don't buy this jacket because the ultimate in sustainability is non-consumption, right? Mm. So to be bold enough for the marketing team to go out and say, hey, don't buy this. That's yeah. pretty wild. So when a company is clear on purpose, you get a very tight connection between what their, if it's multiple brands, what their multiple brands do, or their one brand does to uplift that. If they're unclear, what you see is a lot of ad hoc cause marketing uh, things that will get them in trouble, right? Um, there's some famous examples of that. Um, people, you know, going up yeah. to the to the militia, the military, you know, and saying, yep, I'm going to solve this really quickly and, and huge backlash, right? And consumers quickly pick that up. You oh, know, quickly. That as, as soon as something doesn't resonate. And I think this is, you know, what you described and, and what adapt the, 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 yeah. you could take people through in the book 
is not a quick process because no. it requires really deep thinking and reflection and investigation yeah. of what do we actually stand for and how do we not just do, what do we stand for how do we execute how do we demonstrate exactly. that you know yeah. it's it's like um i remember that uh, my mother once said to me look someone can tell you they love you a hundred times but when they do one thing because of love that is worth a thousand times being told absolutely. you loved. And it's the same absolutely. here, isn't it? All right, absolutely. And so I want to make that, I want to add to that point, right? Um, purpose really needs to be thought about as experiential. People don't really think about that, right? You just said it, it's experiential, right? Mm. And because of that, I think I saw this statistic somewhere that only 12% of uh the, the brands that say they're purpose-related are really remembered for that, right? It's because they don't think about how consumers can experience. And so experience is what happens from your employees to the consumer. Cons experience is how do you market to them. Experience is, you know, how do you communicate it? Like, and it's not just like, here's a statement. It's communicated everywhere. And they're checking, right? They're checking for that. So what is that purpose experience, what is the purpose identity that you are building with that consumer that will stick, right? And we know the companies that have made it stick and the benefits that it has, meaning that um, uh, people want to work for them. You know, why do I want to work for you? Oh, because, you, you know, you're, yeah. you really do get sustainability, et cetera. I like what you're doing, right? This feels like the right place to work because I'm just not working for your dollars. I'm working for something bigger than that. Everybody, yeah, every vision. human beings, every human being wants to be something bigger than that. Look at Kroger's purpose. Kroger's purpose is to feed the human spirit. Wow. That is so, it's a wow. It's like, well, I can kind of sign up for that. I get that, right? <laughs> I call it soul food, Darren. I call it soul food. Absolutely. Because I'm black, I call is, it soul food. <laughs> how, how, and then the next question is, how does that actually uh, fall on the the you know the experience of the people in that brand. Oh you know, yeah, that's the other thing is I've seen you know there are people that put out these uh, uh, fabulous purpose statements. You know, um, um, uh, Jim Collins in um, Built to Last would call it a big hairy audacious goal, a BHAG, <laughs> yeah. right? Right, and, right. And yet they're not even close to actually living up right. to that experience. Yeah, I think yeah. a lot of greenwashing. Is, oh, yeah. is that type of thing. You know, we we want to be green and we'll tell you we are, but we're still pumping millions of barrels of oil totally. out, of the, out of the ground at oh, the yeah. moment. But one day at we will moment. be green. <laughs> right. Right. And, and don't get me, don't, and I agree with that, but don't get me wrong. I think goals and objectives are good because all of this is really, really hard work. When you say net zero carbon, that's not going to happen like that. But where's your plan and what are your goals and objectives for getting there? And are you making it? Like Unilever had the, their 10-year um, plan, right? They did not make all of their goals, but they were, and I think the CEO said this, but we were better for the effort because it's true. And I want to give people credit for that, right? So, so BHAGs are great. You know, right. having the having the lighthouse on the hill that you that you're aiming mm -hmm. for is great because it's a you know brings your employees together, brings your yep. suppliers, everyone can align to achieve those goals. Mm -hmm. The danger is when you put it to marketing and particularly advertising, oh, yeah. and say we're going we're on the hill. No, we're not on the hill, but we're getting there. That's where we're, we're aiming there. for. 
and we're getting there. And to your point around, you know, authenticity is saying exactly what the, the CEO said. We, we, we didn't quite get there, but it's made us, you know, infinitely better, better than we were right. yesterday. Yes. And, and, and that's and people an honest. Are aware of that. But people are like, great. You know, that's an honest statement, right? Don't lie. Don't hide. You know, full disclosure, right? I had goals. I didn't make them. I really tried and I was almost there. But I made the I made the world better for trying. I mean, how great is that? Yeah. I mean, that's just like, you know, anybody can embrace that because they're just say, oh, yeah, yeah, you did. It's not like you made 10%. Like, you almost got there, right? You really did give it your, your all. And we're still trying to do it. And that's what people are looking for. People are looking for companies that are willing to lean in and give it their all to try to make it happen. They understand. They're not stupid. They understand that the companies are in the business to make money. They get it. Totally get it. But they also believe, and our research says this, they also believe that um, uh, companies can be purpose-driven and that that some really do want to do the right thing. And the two for them go hand in hand. But they're not dumb. They also know you're in there for the money. But the money allows you to cr- do more and more things and to create more and more good, right? Yeah. If you're going to fall off your fa- financial wagon, et cetera, you're going to have some activists show up in your board and um, do all kinds of things to try to get you to you know, be short-term again. And that you want to you know, em- embrace as well and say, no, I am in the business to make money, but I am in the business to do good. Yeah, there was, there's a quote that, and I can't remember where I read it, but it said, profit is to companies what breathing is to human beings. Mm. In that companies need to make profits to exist. Yes. Just as people need to breathe to live. But you yes. don't you don't uh, breathe purely to, you know, you need no, more you than, the reason I get up in the morning is not so I can breathe for the rest of the day. You got it. Yeah. And it's, it's also how you breathe. Right? Are there blockages? You know? yeah, yeah. Am I on a ventilator? You know yeah, yeah, that kind sure. of thing. Let, yeah. let, let's kind of move. You know, add those other um, uh, you know metaphors to it as well. Exactly. Yeah, we could extend that. I, I love a good metaphor, so we could uh, <laughs> extend that for the rest of the day. Yes. I mean, one of my, one of the things that I tell um, clients and people is that. The purpose of business is to be a business of purpose, right? And I really do believe that. I mean, that is a business's why for me, for them to be a business of purpose. Now, they need to make money, but they also need to understand that they they are a part of the world and they're responsible for that world. And if they act differently, they will wind up affecting their their ability to make profits because there will be this massive disruption that will um, happen. And they themselves, as a company, will be at risk. Um, and I think that many people don't understand that companies have a much higher risk profile today than they've ever had be- before in my mind. Have you ever come across a, a client, a company that's come to you and said, we've tried really hard, but we can't find a purpose. We just don't have a purpose. They, I don't, I, you know, I've had companies come to me and say, help me define my purpose, but they've never actually said they've tried and couldn't find one, right? Um, uh, so that's an interesting question. 
you might ask your audience that. Have they? they no, actually, well, I, is, I have right. had that conversation. Oh, wow. And what you did know, they say? Well, it, it went along the lines of, you know, well, yeah, we looked at purpose, but, you know, we really, we're an insurance company. We sell insurance. Oh, got it. Right. Right. And, so, and, so. I, and what I realised was in the conversation, they were trying to find a purpose that somehow gave them a competitive edge. Well, I think I've, purpose can give you a competitive edge, right? Um, if you except, look at, except that they wanted to be different and not, and I said you can be distinctive and not different. You know, here, here's what I would say about that. Um, I think that's probably right, but I think it does give you, in the end, a competitive edge. Because think about all the things that we just talked about. Yeah. Um, greater attraction to uh, for, by employees. You're attracted um, at a higher level by uh, consumers. Um, there's long-term financial um, benefit. Those are all things that speak to, if you do it right, uh, a competitive advantage, right? Right. Yeah. So, and so, sorry, sorry, Diane. I, I meant that they were talking competitive as in, in the marketplace positioning. Like ah. it absolutely gives you a, bus, a competitive business advantage, but they were very much talking about the way we're seen in the marketplace. It was very much around Ooh. virtue status rather than, and, and this is where I guess my cynicism mm, no. comes up when people start using purpose as somehow a virtue signal rather than an actual core business strategy. Yeah, it is a core business strategy because what you want to think about, I think the old world was about brand positioning. I think the new world is really about purpose positioning. When you look at brands like Dove and P&G's brands and even Dial, old, their old Dial brand, they are actually positioning around purpose. That's really what they're doing, right? Um, it's it's If you were thinking of purpose as simply being, oh, it's it's solely about sustainability. It's not. That's part of the story, right? Purpose is about improving the world in some way. If you think about that, there are lots of problems in the world to be solved. Tons, right? Um, let me give you an example is that we're working on a really cool uh, product today and it's called Cooler Screens. And Cooler Screens is an AI, IoT um, uh, enabled product that happens at the grocery store level. And they're literally screens that look like giant iPhones that are in front of um, the refrigerator and the cooler aisle. But they have planograms that come up. They have nutritional information. They, they sh share advertising, right? If you think about that, and the reason I love this product so much is because 87% of sales are at retail. But retail is roughly a 1% to 3% um, a margin business for um, grocery, for drug, and for convenience stores, right? Um, they have been on life support, many of them, particularly in disadvantaged uh, neighborhoods for years. That's kind of what's caused food deserts, et cetera. Mm -hmm. In the online world, they've always had advertising that they can fall back on, right? So nobody wanted advertising, so they, they all went from their 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 premium models to now embedding advertising. So now Facebook advertises, Amazon advertises, but that's what's made them profitable, right? Physical retail stores have never had that opportunity. So what this company is doing is they've created a media and analytics platform that is literally, is literally connecting all of those retailers where they will be able to advertise, okay? 
That's really powerful. But think about the benefit that that will do for um, uh, society. It's huge, right? Because suddenly I've given these companies the financial wherewithal to go into neighborhoods that, you know, on the surface don't look great, but everybody needs some place to shop, right? But those thin margin business that that are there because they can't afford anything, suddenly they've got better margins to be more places in more hard to reach communities, right? So everybody ultimately, if you think about it, has a purpose. It's just a matter of you defining it and leaning into it and then moving with it, right? Moving with it. I mean, another brand I love is I love Lyft and everything they're thinking about in terms of purpose around that worker, that driver, and how they're really, you know, thinking about it. So yeah. I hope that wasn't too much, Darren. <laughs> no, not, not at all, okay. not at all. Because, you know, I think that's the point is that, you know, this is never, purpose is never something that you can buy off the shelf and just bolt onto your business. Right. It's never something that you just, you know, oh, well, we'll just have a bit of that purpose over there. Because yeah. <laughs> to, 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 to the very start of this conversation, you know, this it needs to have meaning. It can't yeah, have it's, meaning yeah. unless it's based in a solid foundation of what right. the business is. You know, there needs to be transparency the consumer needs to be able to see your business from any direction exactly and it holds up and that's really what authenticity and i'd even throw yeah i I think the other word is integrity from the point of view of it needs to be a hundred percent whole Oh, yeah. You know, it needs to be a hundred percent of the business you can't have a little bit of purpose here and none over there it right. has to have integrity within the organization. Right. Now, here's a company that I think has incredible integrity. Look at Microsoft and what they um, did. So I'm trying, um, uh, 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 I think Gates, the topic of Gates and sexual harassment came up from a company standpoint, right? Sate, the, the CEO, basically stood up and said, I'm going to go through all of our history on this, right? I'm going to have a third party do it, and then I'm going to disclose it. Who does that? <laughs> well, <laughs> now, but it, now you and I both know there are going to be some things in the background, right? But that is a company that has very high integrity. Like, I'm going to out these problems and I'm going to fix them. And so as they, they acquire Activision, you know, like, you know, they better get ready because there's a, there's a new sheriff in town and he is going to be all over getting this done right. So, yeah. at any rate. And look, I think that's so important is acknowledgement of things that have gone in the past. You know, in some yeah. ways, you can't move forward until you've cleaned up the past. And a lot of people Absolutely. just want history to be history. And that mm-hmm. applies not just to business, it's it's cultures, it's countries. Oh, yeah. There's Absolutely. all sorts of things that until you get that acknowledgement that, you know, that we've done, that we did the wrong okay. thing in the past. Absolutely. Uh, you no, can I never w- ask forgiveness. Absolutely. So I worked for Quaker Oats for 10 years, right? And I and at that point they owned the Aunt Jemima brand. That's a great, a great one to pick on, right? Yeah. Everybody was like doing, you know, you know, hiding their face, like, oh my gosh, especially if you were a person of color, how could we possibly have this brand? And isn't this kind of racist with the Aunt Jemima on it, right? But everyone talked about it, right? But the company wasn't able willing to do anything about it, right? This now is a moment where people are faced with what they have to do right because people are demanding it. And look at George, the George Floyd um, 
protest movement. And then look at the number of brands that basically came clean. Redskins went away, right? Mm -hmm. Yale looked at changing building names. Princeton looked at changing building names. Um, uh, Aunt Jemima became Pearl. Eskimo Pie had to relook at themselves. But at that moment, it was about self-assessment and self-reflection, which every company needs to do all of the time. And they said, let me acknowledge what I have done, how I have done it, and now let me act. And what consumers are looking for more than anything else is authentic action. They gain more and more publicity, by the way, during that moment of doing what's right than they probably have done the last 10 years on the brand. It was everywhere, right? Yeah, absolutely. Look, uh, Diane, this has been a fabulous conversation and I wish I could uh, uh, extend it, but unfortunately we've run out of time. I, uh, your book is uh, only recently out, isn't it? Adapt, mm-hmm. yeah? Ad- I'm going to go... Adapt. St- Adapt, yeah. I'm going to go straight from this to uh, Amazon and order my copy because I can't right. wait to, uh, to read it. And I think it sounds like exactly the type of thing marketers who are struggling with how does purpose fit into our brand, our market and our business? Have we got the base right for us to be able to extend out? So I really, really want to acknowledge you for, uh, for writing this book. It sounds amazing. Thank you, Darren. It's been so much fun talking to you today as well. So a pleasure. Look, there is a a, a question I want to ask, and and that is, you know, of all the brands out there, uh, is there one that you see has huge potential for embracing purpose? Who would it be? (laughs) 